our body has this incredible innate ability to heal and get stronger than we've ever been. We just many times have to kind of get our ego brain out of the way (laughs) and tell ourselves that like, no, it's okay to actually slow down and really take care of our body so that then we can speed up down the road. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm going to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. When it comes to pelvic floor issues, the struggle is real for millions of women suffering in silence. I hear from so many women who plan their days around the availability of a bathroom or who wear pads every single day to prevent leakage and to plan for the just-in-case. They're worried about having an accident out in public and feel embarrassed that they can't control the urge to go. That's why I'm taking time to revisit this topic here today with Erica Zeal. We need to address this head-on because there is so much that we can do to correct the issue and improve our overall health. We do not need to suffer in silence anymore. Erica Zeal is a passionate, deep core exercise specialist whose mission is to help women live a healthier life, starting with their pelvic floor. Understanding our pelvic floor muscles and how they work is the first step to healing our pelvic floor and supporting one of the most important areas of our body. Luckily, Erica makes it so easy by sharing exactly what we can do to strengthen our pelvic floor health and our overall health. Now, before we dive into this important conversation that every single one of us needs to hear, I want to sing Erica's praises. Erica Zeal, mom of three, received her human performance degree at ISU, is an FDN practitioner, certified personal trainer, Pilates instructor, health nutrition coach, and deep core exercise specialist, whose mission is to help women live a healthier life and heal their body through movement, wellness, intuition, breathwork, and inspiring women to regain hope, but also experience true lasting results. She is the founder and creator of Core Athletica, the Core Rehab Program, Knocked Up Fitness, and the Core Connection Podcast. Let's welcome Erica to the show. Hey, one more thing. I have been wanting to share my current obsession. Honestly, it's a household obsession because my husband, Alex, turned me on to Paleo Valley's keto-friendly grass-fed beef sticks earlier this year. Especially when we are on the go, this is the first thing that I grab because protein is a must for keeping me full throughout the day. And they taste amazing with organic spices. My personal favorite is teriyaki and Alex's favorite is jalapeno because he loves a little extra spice. Now, because I know you're going to love them too, Paleo Valley has given me an awesome promo code to share with you so that you can try these amazing beef sticks whenever you need a healthy, protein-rich snack without added sugar or preservatives. So you're going to use promo code Dr. Marisa, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A, and get 15% off of your order at paleovalley.com. I'm going to have the link in the show notes for this episode. Try them today for you and your whole family. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Erica Zeal. How are you doing today, girl? So good. I'm so excited to get to chat with you today. <laughs> I know. I feel like this conversation has been long standing, and so many of my community members are struggling with pelvic health issues and don't know where to turn. And I wanted, before we dive into the nitty gritty of how our pelvic health affects our overall health, no surprise here. Just think about where it is on our body and you know how it's so interconnected to everything, especially us as women. But before we get into all of that, I would love for 
you to speak into like, what, what was the impetus? What was the, the driver that had you want to be an advocate for women for pelvic health issues? So I love talking about this because I like to say that the pelvic floor found me. <laughs> I didn't actually go searching for it. I mean, my background is in exercise science and, you know, I studied the body very in depth in college and we didn't learn about the pelvic floor through all the anatomy <laughs> that I took, which is quite shocking, right? When you really stop to think about that. And so kind of long story short, right, as I always had an interest in prenatal exercise, even back in college, it was very fascinating, just the body, right? What our body could do during pregnancy. And then after having three babies of my own and working with, you know, just a really a variety of women, not just pregnant women, but that was part of the population that I loved working with. I just started to explore so much more about the body, the deep core fascia, and really looked outside the box instead of just staying within like formal education, which is where I started and then studied Pilates. And I did that, which I was like, was a whole nother degree on its own. It felt like, um, but then it was really more about me just starting to read more books and looking in other areas outside of fitness specifically to really start to discover like, wow, the power that is our pelvic floor and fascia plays a huge role in all of that. And it's just really been kind of one foot in front of the other. And when I created my core rehab program, like five ish years ago, probably a little bit more now, and it was actually designed to help women recover and heal from diastasis recti. But amongst doing that, I started having all the women that were going through like Erica, you know, I've stopped peeing my pants, my back pain has gone, all these things. And I started to really recognize the power that is our pelvic floor. And I was like, wow, we can't talk about diastasis recti. We can't talk about back pain, knee pain, any other pain in the body. Um, and of course there's the pelvic floor dysfunction, right? Which really is like a silent conversation and no one talks about it or say, can't say nobody, very few people talk about it. It's getting talked about more. And so that's really what exposed it to me when I started having women confide in me, like, oh my gosh, Erica, I thought peeing your pants was normal. I thought it was okay. I thought it was just something that happened. Again, it typically comes up in the conversation after having babies, but you don't have to have babies to have pelvic floor dysfunction. So that's kind of where it all evolved from. Mm. <laughs> so now I talk about it all the time. <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad. Let's talk. I mean, clearly having babies can absolutely cause some pelvic floor dysfunction and weakness or or spasticity, you know, one way or the other. I know for me, after having my my baby, initially I thought everything was all good. And then no, it was not. <laughs> And I think, you know, there are definitely, can we talk a little bit about besides the having, having babies and how that can shift and change your pelvic floor? What are some other root causes for why we struggle with pelvic pain? Because I know it's like 600 million women around the world have pelvic pain issues. Yes. Yeah, so I actually see a lot of women have too tight of pelvic floors and maybe it's a little bit because I've been in the fitness world, you know, so I tend to have a lot of women and moms that come to me because they love to work out. They want to keep doing their running and their high intensity training. But again, they're dealing with the incontinence and other aches and pains and things like that. And ultimately what I really end up having to teach them a lot is we actually have to learn how to release and relax and let go because by being too tight in our pelvic floor, and it's not just our pelvic floor. We also have to really understand, like we have to look at the function of our pelvis as a whole, how 
how are, you know, hamstrings, inner thighs, what's that correlation? Because you'll see a lot of women, they might be really tight on like the right side of their pelvic floor, the right inside of their hip and inner thigh and inner hamstring on one side. And the other side actually could be weak or it could still be tight, right? So we're understanding that our, we have this right side of our body and the left side of our body. And if one side is really overcompensating, it's telling me that there's, there's a reason, right? Something else on the other side isn't active, isn't active enough. And why is that? And so a lot of it really stems from like, what's going on with our pelvis. So I see this a lot in women who love their crazy workouts, right? Their high intensity workouts. And then the other end of the spectrum is we do see actual pelvic floor weakness in women who maybe are more sedentary. And, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a genetic predisposition as well, but I'm of the belief that we really can truly like heal our body when we start to learn about our body. (laughs) I love that. Yes, I agree. And I think so many women listening to this right now are thinking to themselves, including myself. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yes. My, my piriformis is hurting. There's a tightness in the front with the psoas, like all of it just feels off. Yeah, we can all relate to there being tightness on one side or the other. And, you know, even when our hips are tight or our we, we our hamstrings are tight or whatever that may be, that I don't think we always put together that it could relate to our pelvic floor. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you mentioned like the piriformis and psoas. So I talk a lot and teach a lot about how to lengthen and release through our, not just the psoas muscle, but the psoas line fascially. So we have to in my opinion, this is what I teach, is we have to stop looking at the body and individual muscles. And we have to look at more as a whole, right? And so can I talk a little bit about fascia? Are you okay? Like, oh, I was like, going to have you dive into fascia. Because <laughs> okay. I think we, we don't, we kind of have a sense of what fascia is. We don't realize that fascia could be playing a massive role on why we can't move anymore. You know, like, <laughs> um, so yes, please. Let's talk about fascia. Okay. I just felt, I was like, well, I keep mentioning it. And I know women are like, but okay, I've heard that word, but what does it mean exactly? So to really understand fascia, I like to explain it as like, it's really what connects everything in the body. It wraps around our muscles. It goes through our muscles. It wraps around our nerves, which is really, really important and um, to understand because we have a lot of power on getting rid of impingements and things that can be going on in the body. And so like, if you were to take off just kind of the outer layer of fascia in our, of, you know, a body, it would, it would lay out the whole body, right? The head, all the way to the fingers, the toes, the whole thing. So it's really important to understand, like if we have a tight psoas line, which is that muscle, right? That runs from the front of the hip through to the inside of the upper lower back. And so that muscle can kind of get blamed for a lot of tightness. Well, the questions we have to start asking, well, why is it tight, right? So if the right side of your body, ladies, especially through like the pelvis, psoas, inner inner thigh line, all that can be really tight, your pelvic floor is probably really tight on that side. So we have to ask, well, what's going on on the other side, right? And we may have pain on the right side, but many times it's because there may be dysfunction actually on the opposite side. So we get these zigzags through the body. And this is a really cool thing to think about of like, okay, we can have pelvic floor dysfunction going on and maybe it's our it's actually related to our pelvis, but maybe it's more so because we're overcompensating with the opposite shoulder or really restricted through our rib cage and our breathing. And like breath plays a huge role in just being stuck and stagnant through our body. And so that's why I love breath work because breath work is so powerful with helping us understand our pelvic floor. It helps us learn to release and relax. It also is a big, powerful tool to actually learn how to properly strengthen our pelvic floor. 
Hmm. Now, when you're talking about fascia, I just want to go back to fascia for just a second, because I know it's kind of like, like you said, it, it, it literally coding everything. And I think so often what can happen over time, especially for women, is that it just gets stuck. And it can entrap, absolutely entrap your, I have to, I go to the chiropractor and my ART specialist every week to detrap my media nerve because of the baby, because of my baby arm. And so every, every, so I start to get tingling and numbness in my index finger and my thumb. That's the, usually every, within seven days that it comes back in and then he goes in and he strips or he, he basically releases the media nerve from my fascia and my muscles. And so that's very much the case. You know, I don't know how easy it is to move and kind of release fascia inside of the leg. I would guess, especially in around the pelvic floor, that it's not easy. But basically, a lot of our lack of movement is because our fascia is getting bound up. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's definitely a big part of it. It's because we've got we've got tightness one area of our body, which then leads to overcompensation in other areas. And that's where we start to get pain and dysfunction. And that's where this whole conversation about understanding fascia and pelvic floor dysfunction really starts to happen. And, you know, I get women who like have low back pain and I'm like, okay, well, we have to understand what's going on with your pelvis and your pelvic floor. And many times they almost like your, your mind wants to kind of fight it because we've been so ingrained, indoctrinated. Oh, you have back pain. It's coming from your back. I find that to be very rare, actually. Like most, most women's back pain is not actually from their back. It's where they feel the pain. But unless you've had a, an accident where it was actually something severely happened to the spinal column, then, you know, outside of that, it's typically because there's imbalances going on. And it's really cool. We have to look at like our pelvic position plays a huge role in what's going on with the pelvic floor and how we're activating. And then what is our fascia doing? And a lot of women, right, tend to have that like really tucked booty because they've been taught to do that in their workout classes, like, you know, tuck your booty and tuck it harder. And that is actually can really lead to really tight fascia through our pelvis. It leads to that psoas tightness and it's putting pressure on your back and it's actually shutting off your pelvic floor. So posture plays a huge role in all of this as well. It's a lot. Yes, it's a, it's a lot to think about because so no one's ever taught us the importance of good posture or of how we position our bodies during workouts or needing, you know, potentially needing physical therapy after a birth. We just, a lot of this just gets kind of pushed to the wayside. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, I know a big part of this is is focusing on our deep core and caring for that. Is this a good first start for us? I think the biggest thing is to start to just bring awareness to how we're holding our body and really what our deep core is, which is where, you know, pelvic floor is the base of our deep core. So many times when we talk about core, we think like ab exercises, right? So when I'm talking about our deep core, what I'm really talking about is from the base of our pelvis, our pelvic floor through our abdominal wall, and then also the deep layers of the mu- and musculature and fascia of the spinal col- around the spine and the spinal column, all the way up to our diaphragm and the rib cage and up underneath our shoulders. So we really start to understand that there's so much more to strengthening our core than just doing quote abdominal exercises. So in order to really properly, you know, strengthen our deep core, we've got to bring awareness to what our pelvic floor is doing because traditional ab exercises actually put a lot of pressure on our pelvic floor, shut it off. And so it's actually leading to more dysfunction and weakness than learning how to properly activate and then do correct 
core exercises, which really honestly is something that you are basically doing with any sort of movement, right? Whether you're standing, you're walking, you are running, you're doing your squats, you're doing your your planks, you're doing all sorts of movement all the time, but thinking about like, oh, how are we actually you know, activating our pelvic floor, the deep core muscles, how are we holding our body? Because if we think about it, right, just the simplistic of our posture and we sit so much anymore, right. Or looking at our phones, right. And you, we tend to get this roundedness and this shortness through our spine. And the more that we do that throughout our day, that's where our fascia is going to form. So that's going to be short and it's going to keep pulling us down, but we have the power with just awareness of how we're holding our body, how we're breathing. What is our pelvic floor doing of like, Oh, we can actually improve that just throughout our daily movement versus thinking like we have to have a specific structured, you know, crazy movement workout all the time to do this. It's something we actually learn to do and weave it in to our daily life Mm. as well as our movement practice. Yeah. I think that's a a very new novel concept. I think a lot of us think that it's kegels that we've got to be doing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like a specific exercise for pelvic floor. This is what I do for my five minutes every evening. You know, you don't think about it being interwoven into your daily activities. You think of like, here's my pelvic floor exercise. But I know that kegels can be, can can cause harm, can be not only done incorrectly, but can cause harm over time too. And I know that people don't know why that is. Okay, so let's talk about that. So the reason I don't promote kegels is because we've really been taught to do them by like the stopping the flow of urine, right? When we go pee. Right. And that's actually, I believe is a really horrible thing to do because it's could be leading to bacteria buildup back up in our bladder. Right. Anyone who's had had a UTI knows that that is not fun. I personally had them too, not from doing that. It was from a really bad habit of training clients back to back and not allowing myself enough break. Right. So don't do that either. But I just think that we need to be not doing that. Plus, if we are just focusing on the Kegel, it really only focuses more on the front of the pelvic floor. And something I always like to really get women to understand is our pelvic floor is much bigger than how we think of it. Cause most women think it's like a quarter size, right? And it's actually this big diamond. So if you're watching video, hold my fingers up. I like to use a diamond example of that. It's running from our pubic bone, right? The front of the, the pelvis all the way to the tailbone and then sits bone to sits bone. So those of you listening and sitting, if you're sitting on something kind of just like wiggle around on your pelvis and you'll feel like, Oh, there's the sits bones, there's the pubic bone, there's the tailbone, understand that that is our pelvic floor. And there's you know different muscles through there, but it's all the pelvic floor musculature. And while the muscles themselves are fairly thin, we have layers of fascia and we have fascia above our pelvic floor muscle, which is what actually helps to support our organs. And this is why I get really excited about this because when we start to understand that we can then strengthen the fascia of our pelvic floor and our deep core, we actually are then learning how to strengthen and hold our organs up more effectively so that we can prevent you know, incontinence. Uh, we can reverse incontinence. We can prevent and help to minimize and reverse pelvic organ prolapsing, right? Which is something most women don't even realize can happen um, until it happens to them. And I believe it's, it is 
preventable. And we can at least, if it has happened, we can do a lot of work to minimize symptoms. So we have to really understand and get out of this mindset of not doing Kegels because of how it can overgrip and, and create, you know, I talked about like the right side of the pelvic floor and the left side of the pelvic floor. It can create huge imbalance in the pelvic floor. And so a lot of women, when they're doing their Kegels, they'll actually clench their glute muscles because they think that they're, that's actually them activating their pelvic floor. But ladies, if you're doing that, you're actually shutting off your pelvic floor. So we need to learn how to activate our pelvic floor independently. Yes. But we also need to learn how to activate our pelvic floor and connect through our entire deep core as one, because that's actually where we get the best pelvic floor activation. You ultimately cannot just get the best pelvic floor activation just working your pelvic floor alone. It really is working it as a whole, this whole deep core capsule. And that's where like breath work plays a huge role and understanding that, Hey, it's all connected really through fascia. So it's pretty amazing. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, no. And I agree. It's all interconnected. And so is it, is it when we're thinking about how to protect it and, and stabilize our pelvic core muscles, not overactivate or underactivate, right? And I know that they're the left and the right side come into play as well. Are there things that we are doing when we're sitting? Is it how we're walking? If it's not like a little exercise regimen, I think so many of us are used to a prescription of things to do. What are some things that we can do if we're sneezing or laughing too hard and we do pee a little? right? If we are, if, if things are painful, just in general, we just know things are tight and uncomfortable. So I think so often women have, you know, pelvic floor concerns and they don't necessarily know it. They don't, they're not, a, they're not put, connecting the dots. But for those of us who definitely know something's going on, what are some types of things that we can do that can help kind of create more stability there? Okay. So I want to address the one comment you said about how not all women really understand if they have pelvic floor dysfunction. So I'll first say that if you have diastasis recti, if you have back pain, hip pain, knee pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, stuff like that, I would, I would say that you should learn a lot more about your pelvic floor because there's a really, really high chance that there is some pelvic floor dysfunction going on. You just aren't having symptoms yet because I will address that when I'm teaching on my students how to get rid of back pain. We have to go to the pelvic floor. Like it just is a part of the conversation. But as far as like things to be aware, right? So you've mentioned sneezing. So let me just kind of explain this with everybody is that in order to, you know, get a better pelvic floor activation, having that visual of that diamond at the base of your pelvis, I find to be very, very helpful for women. Cause like, Oh, it's a lot bigger than I thought. So we can start to visualize those four points lightly coming together. And then we're like zipping up from the base of the pelvis front of the pubic bone, all the way through the top of the head. So like it's involving our pelvic floor as well as our entire torso. So it'll instantly improve your posture. Cause you're like, Oh, well, I have to lengthen up, right? I've got to zip up (laughs) and you want to do it in a really gentle, gentle way, right? So that's the other thing is if you notice yourself holding your breath or you're really trying to activate your core because you're so used to doing lots of ab exercises, like you have to stop doing that. So sometimes just doing a little bit of taking a deep inhale and just visualizing your pelvic floor relaxing and then very lightly activating, just like even like 25%. And so if you start to feel a sneeze coming on or a cough or you're laughing, like take that second to like exhale and connect with the pelvic floor before you do that. And I say pelvic floor and really your deep core as a whole, and it really can help prevent that. 
And as well as like, you know, sitting during the day. So if we're sitting and we're sitting a lot with like a tucked booty and we're, we've got a chair with a back or we're at home working on our couch or things like that, just that seated position, ladies is putting a lot of pressure on your pelvic floor and it can lead to incontinence. Even myself, if I, if I catch myself being lazy one day and I'm like, I want to work on my couch for a couple hours. I like totally regret it later because I just feel it in my body and I can always tell that, you know, it just wasn't really, it wasn't good for my body. So those are really simple things and even walking. And so this is where it comes down. And this is why I have my free pelvic floor guide that I created because I know a lot of women listening are like, Erica, okay, so I hear you, but I'm not feeling anything that you're telling me to say. (laughs) So this is a really important thing to talk about and mention because I've worked with thousands of women now to date that have gone through my program to really learn the moves and the breath work and all the mindfulness that goes along with this is that it is very normal that you do not feel it in the beginning. Like it could take, it can take a while. It could take several weeks for a woman to really start to actually correctly wake up her pelvic floor. And so we have to get out of this mindset of like, we have to go harder to feel it. We actually have to do the opposite. Um, And like I said, if you're someone who likes to run and lift heavy weights and do intense workout, that's fine. But we actually have to get out of that mindset of like the kind of go harder, go home. This is like the opposite. This is finding all these deep layers of connections and activation that you're never going to get by just working out harder and more intense. So this is like the opposite. This is like the gentle, the gentle activation of strengthening our body, which when you slow down to learn these techniques that I teach, you will actually down the road as you work back in your high intensity exercise, you'll be stronger and faster. And it's absolutely amazing. I even find that with like moms that have had like five, six babies. I, you know, I love those stories because they're like, Erica, oh my gosh, I trusted you. I trusted the process. I slowed down, really learned how to re-strengthen my pelvic floor, my core, and I'm back to running and I'm running faster and with no pain, no pee in my pants than I did before having my five children. Right. So it is really amazing. Our body has this incredible innate ability to heal and get stronger than we've ever been. We just many times have to kind of get our ego brain out of the way (laughs) and tell ourselves that like, no, it's okay to actually slow down and really take care of our body so that then we can speed up down the road. I think this is like such an eye-opening conversation because again, number one, a lot of women don't necessarily realize that there is a concern around their pelvic floor. They're not connecting the dots mainly because we're not helping them to do so. So I'm so grateful for this conversation. And then two, if we do feel like we have a situation like we're having pain or we're having incontinence or whatever that may be, that we're overdoing it. When is there a time, Erica, honey, to get involved with a pelvic floor specialist? I definitely think if someone's dealing with pelvic organ prolapse, where you feel typically women will say like they feel like a bulge coming out right of their vagina, that's definitely a great time to go see a pelvic floor physical therapist. I think it's never a bad time. It can be good just to go and get an evaluation to see like, oh, wow, how, how am I connecting with my pelvic floor? Right. And so I never discourage anyone from going to a pelvic floor physical therapist. That said, I also think that to complement that, it's really important to learn the actual techniques and the movements, the breath work, the mindfulness techniques of how to apply it to 
basically the whole movement and applying it to your life so that we're really getting rebalancing your whole body, your posture and whatever other misalignment kind of things that have happened because none of us has perfect alignment, right? And it's not about perfect alignment either. It's really about getting us out of pain and dysfunction. That's like my big goal for women. So they can get back to living the life that they desire and keeping up with their kids and, you know, going for runs if they want to, whatever it is that they really desire and want to do, I want to help get them there. But many times it means kind of slowing down to then speed up. Hmm. Well, isn't that a great lesson for us all the time? (laughs) in in everything we do. Slow down. (laughs) (laughs) There's a take-home message. Your pelvic floor is asking you to slow down and a lot of other parts of your body too, for sure. Erica, honey, your guide, I cannot wait to get my hands on it and we're going to have it in the show notes for this episode as well. But before we talk a little bit about where to find you, I would love to do a couple of our quick fire questions. Are you down? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so here are five and we'll we'll make it quick and snappy. Um, the first one is, what is the one thing you're deeply grateful for right now? My family. Mm, love that. What was something you've done that made you feel extremely happy in this last week? Mm, going outside for walks in nature in the trees. One of my favorite things. <laughs> mm, me too. That just makes me happy just hearing it. What's one thing about you that surprises people? That I grew up on a farm helping to raise cattle and played in the mud and the manure and all of that. (laughs) Yes. Did your kids ever get a chance to go check that out? Um, well, my, by the time I had kids, my dad was pretty much done, um, with the cattle side of things. He still farms a little bit. So they get, and we live on like a couple acres with trees and a pond. So we kind of have the, you know, not, not extreme farm life right now, but they get some nature, which is a huge, a huge thing for me. Yes, absolutely. Not the manure life, but definitely nature life. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what book or film has recently had a big impact on you and why? Oh, we watched this summer. Um, what was it called? The Biggest, I think it's called The Biggest Little Farm. And it was like a documentary, um, about a Uh, basically building a self-sustainable farm, I think more up in kind of just above LA County, somewhere up there. And it was really fun. We watched it as a family. And so again, kind of, I think it's the farming roots in it, right? They're showing, you know, animals being born and just the whole ecosystem up there. And it just moved me to remind me like how amazing, amazing just nature really is. Hmm. I love that tie-in. And then the last question is, knowing what you know now, Erica, what is the best advice you would have given your 18-year-old self? I wish I could have given myself at 18 the education that I now teach women about. I would say specifically what comes up is like understanding I would say birth even more and all of that, like preparing for and recovery. Cause I, I had a little bit with my first, but nothing like I now teach my students, which has, can have a profound effect on how her birth goes as well as her recovery postpartum. But at the same time, I look back and each of my experiences probably also led to me doing what I am doing today. So <laughs> Mm, I love that. But yeah, that's so critical. Like I wish so many, so much about women's health, right? In particular, I, I wish our 18 year old selves would have known. All right. That wraps up the quick fire. Those were incredible. And Erica, honey, where can we find you? 
So um, you can find me on Instagram at Erica Zeal. I always say, reach out to me, ask me your questions there. I love the little voice thing. So sometimes I <laughs> get more time and give people voice messages back. Um, and then obviously my website, ericazeal.com, which is where you can find more information about what I do, my core connections podcast and my programs. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today and really providing us a different way of thinking about our bodies and a different way of thinking about what, what is really an important part of a woman's body, which we so often ignore because we're so in our head so often. So I appreciate the big message of like slowing it down and really focusing there, bringing attention to that area to start to heal it. Thank you so much, Dr. Marie. So this has been wonderful. <laughs> I can't tell you how grateful I am for having this conversation with Erica today. It's time for us to start having more of these conversations about pelvic health because pelvic instability is so common amongst many of us. We shouldn't have to live in shame because we are in pain or we've got to go. Now, if you're struggling with pelvic pain or pelvic floor issues, now is the time to address it. I want you to go and check out Erica's free pelvic floor guide. You can find it at ericazeal.com slash pelvic floor. It will be in the show notes as well. Just to start learning how to nurture and support and stabilize one of the core root areas of our entire bodies and clearly the area where we give life, right? So the link will be in the show notes for this episode. You can also check it out on my website, drmarisa.com slash podcast. And as always, thank you so much for showing up today on the Essentially You podcast. The show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. If there is someone in your life that needs to hear this today, take a moment, screenshot it, send it on over to them or even better, share it on social, hashtag hormone literacy or hormone CEO. Until the next time, have an amazing day. 